and then, then we, we drink, drink till we die. Ha <laughs> ha! Happy St. Patty's Day! Happy St. Patty's Day! <laughs> oh, my Mexican-Irish friend. Oh, the luck <laughs> of the Irish. Blarney, uh, Calacalarney. So I got the saddest Irish drinking song. Oh, boy. Oh. Sing along if you know it. I saw my daddy die by, by the, the hands of, of my, my own, own mum. That's nothing. You call that a sad Irish song? Listen to this one, boys. When my boy came back from the war, he had no hands or feet. And he, he didn't, didn't know, know how, how to eat. eat. Oh, I call that lunch. Does anybody have a real sad Irish song? I have one of the saddest Irish songs of all time. Oh, who are you, stranger? I haven't seen you around here. I'm a wayfarer, but let me play you this. <laughs> oh, this song is miserable. Oh, it's making I, me cry. It's making me I, We have problems. I'm going to quit the drink. I'm, I miss my way. I'm going home, boys. I'm going raw vegan. You are now entering the fourth. And welcome to episode 49 of the Fort Podcast! <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kevin doing the, the, those Mexican noises means that it's time for St. Patrick's Day season! Yes, yeah, St. Patrick! <laughs> <laughs> time to get borracho! Oh, I was gonna say, it's not, it's not it, even really. It, it's fuck them sneaks! <laughs> <laughs> it's not even close to. Bienvenido, San Patrice! <laughs> Santo Patrico <laughs> Donde esta el snickos Are <laughs> <laughs> you gonna drink some Bushmills tequila <laughs> You need you need to fuck that chicken <laughs> Fuck that chicken <laughs> You need to fuck el pollo <laughs> Do you guys have uh, Plans for uh, for St. Patrick's Day uh, Or are you guys not in high school you know, anymore I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't celebrate St. Patty's Day because I like to drink Regularly and I just feel like it's that one. It's Halloween for all the drinkers. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no I get it. It's rookie night. Yeah, yeah. 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 But you know what? Like, and I don't want to be but, driving that night. But I, I where will, are you going to be I'll driving go. on a Sunday night? Yeah. Well, I mean, church. It, we know you don't go. No, nah, but I'll just. We know you don't believe. I'll just like satanic get, church. I'll just you get, get bust there. We know that's on Saturdays. <laughs> I'll just get drunk in my own chair and not have to worry about driving. You know. I'm glad that it's not on a mm. weekday, so I don't have to worry about wearing green to work. Or not wearing green to is work. Is getting then, pinched a problem? No, not getting pinched, but just people like, you know, they'll bring it up in the hallway like, hey, you're mm. not wearing green. They don't get, they don't pinch me, but they just, you know, just, they just give me shit. Because uh, they had those sexual harassment meetings. <laughs> like, <laughs> it doesn't right. matter if they're, if they're. Uh... The last pinching took place uh, July 15th <laughs> or March, March 17th, 1988. <laughs> uh, there's actually, I've been to Kevin's work and there's a sign that says 3,592 yeah. <laughs> days of pinch free. Yeah, it's a big zero. <laughs> You know, uh, speaking, since 1993. Speaking okay. of drinks, I, I'd like to tell the audience about a little story that happened just recently. Uh, Ed and I were in my studio just hanging out, mm. uh, and we were waiting for Kevin to arrive. Oh yeah, because we were going to do a <laughs> taping, and uh, it was a you know just a normal night like anything. Oh. Hope, hope you're sitting down, audience. This is brilliant. <laughs> yeah. So I, uh, you know, I I was sitting there with Ed. Ed and I were just having a drink, you know, in front of my computer. 
And, uh, you know, we were just waiting for Kevin. Watching we some uh, watching, watching some, some Pornhub. Yeah, whatever, you know. <laughs> we, it wasn't porn. It was uh, We were watching some good stuff. All right, art. All right, fine. <laughs> but anyway, uh, all of a sudden, like, this figure just plasters himself against the window, like, almost shattering the window. And then Ed and I both, like, jumped. I mean, no, you and I... Something hits the window. No, it was better than that. It wasn't just hit. It was like... It was like... Bop, 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 on the window. Yeah. Many times, very like, loud. Like if a pterodactyl humanoid <laughs> hit, a, was, hit a window. Yeah, it was flapping its wings against the window, like, a bunch of times very hard. Bop, 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 both hands. But was screaming, kill me! <laughs> but... Ed and, Mike and I, was Ed and terrifying. I were both, yeah, we were both taken aback. I mean, Ed, you and I both we were like, oh, yeah, I jumped. Yeah, we I, both I did not jumped. make that noise. You made a little noise. <laughs> I, I didn't hear it. <laughs> yeah, I did that. But noise. you know, the funny thing is, I had a drink in my hand, and I was so scared that a martini I, glass full of vodka. Yes, I threw my drink up actually because I was so scared. And anyway, most of the water landed on my computer keyboard. Most of the hundred percent booze. Yeah, the booze. Drink. Yeah. So all of a sudden I was like, oh shit. Well, you know? landed on Ed and your keyboard. Yeah, a little bit on Ed and a little bit on my keyboard. So I cleaned my keyboard off as quick as I could. And then we recorded that night, you know, and, uh, Oh, but you're skipping a part where you guys were high fiving me for like that was an awesome gag. Uh, no, it wasn't. No. We were both upset. Like even Ed, 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 Ed was like, you know, that's not necessary because Ed got scared too. <laughs> yeah, it was right? awesome. It was so You've good. made Ed's blood rise. You know, I mean, that was a scary thing. That was amazing. Like the way you came against that window, it was scary. Like it, it would just it freaked us. Well, out. I have circulation problems though. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, later that night, you know, after we had recorded, I went back to my computer. And I was sitting there on my keyboard, and I was trying to type something out. And the keyboard was like, hey, buddy, <laughs> why don't you take out that shirt? Well, essentially, <laughs> yeah. Kids. Essentially, yeah. I was typing, and then all of a sudden, like, everything I was typing was coming out like gibberish. The keyboard and, was drunk. And then, you know, I was like, okay, maybe I just have my, my hand. Maybe I was drunk. Maybe I just had my... <laughs> But no, like I would, I would literally press L, and then a bracket would come up, and like I would hit A, and then like a semicolon would come up, and then some of the keys wouldn't even work. And I just remember, I'm like, "Damn it, Kevin! Oh, I was so mad at you that night." Calm down, Mike. You're acting yeah. like Kevin didn't pay and replace your keyboard. No, he offered to. Yeah, and, I totally offered. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you did. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but I didn't accept it. <laughs> <laughs> no, Kevin was very nice. He offered to pay me for a new keyboard. I had to go to the Mac store the next day to buy a new keyboard. Uh, Important detail. But I offered to pay for the new keyboard, Kevin but did. I did not apologize because I thought it was brilliant. <laughs> yes. But Kevin, uh, he he did offer, but I didn't. Uh, it's like, I, 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 I'm offering to pay for half this baby and raise it, but I'm not apologizing because you fell asleep with your shoes on. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin did offer to pay for it, and I appreciate that. I, I did not accept it because it was my fault, too. I was holding my drink. You know, I, I jumped myself. Could I have that money? <laughs> so anyway, yeah, I had to get Already a new spent key- it. <laughs> I had a, I had to get a new keyboard that day actually. So, yeah. But maybe you kind of needed a new keyboard. Um, you know, not really. No, but it was fine, you know. Yeah, it's always nice to have new things. I guess, you know. So. I got a new ATM card today. Oh, and what? the thing is mine doesn't expire till till uh, 2014. So I was like, what's going on? Uh-huh. Who asked for this? <laughs> Well, wait, why is that weird? I mean, usually when you yeah, get a new... That's, up, like, like, that's like, like someone trying to steal your identity. Yeah. But they just forgot to change the address to their address. What, doesn't it automatically get sent to you or... You well, know? Yeah, well like, when uh, it's about to like expire. a few months, not a year. 
Well, yeah, but usually, like, if you get a new credit card or something, it's like two years, isn't it? I mean, that's kind of the. What I mean, twenty twenty fourteen is. No, next you year. get it like like a like couple months. He's saying his his current ATM card expires in twenty fourteen. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, the new one he got in the mail probably expires twenty sixteen or seventeen. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. So why are you worried about that? Because I didn't ask for it or need it. Like I understand if it would come in like in October, but it's just it's just like a whole like it's a whole whole thing are you worried you had your identity stolen well, i don't know i well that's the thing i don't know if i should be worried well you i should... don't worry about much because i'm always drunk but uh <laughs> but when you're sober it's like oh yeah. my god well ed just check your bank account like if you that involves pressure if you because, because if then if i do that money. then i'll see how much money i'm spending on alcohol <laughs> <laughs> and then <laughs> and then i'm like oh god maybe maybe if i didn't drink so much i could afford uh something other than than brown paper bags <laughs> over my feet <laughs> CVS has the best prices for uh, alcohol. So, so you, so you drink the the liquor, and then the brown paper bag it comes in. You put that on your shoe, yeah, on your, as a shoe. Yeah, <laughs> I'm very resourceful. Like, whew. oh, the other foot's getting cold. Guess I have to drink some more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but you know, my fault. It's my foot that got. If cold. someone yeah. stole your identity, they they would be getting that card, not you. You know, or that. Uh, I'm not saying anything happened. I'm just saying it is suspicious. rather weird. Yeah, mm. suspicious activity, paranoia inducing. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, you know, I get that. I don't trust anything. I check my bank account like once a day. I never look sure. at my bank account. Yeah, because yeah, you're Mister like, Money Bags. Well, yeah, Kevin makes a lot of money. Like, yeah, just, yeah, it's awesome. I, I just go, I just check every couple Kevin months. Kevin like, mink- look at all the money I got. Kevin Fuck. wears mink underwear. I don't have to, but I do. <laughs> I remember one time uh, I was with Kevin, and you know, we were with uh, this girl that you know you kind of pined over a little bit, but she was with her boyfriend at the time, and you know, we went to a restaurant afterwards. Is this the one that we usually make fun of him about? Oh yeah, yeah, okay. all the time. Anyway, but uh, <laughs> we uh, we were at a restaurant. And I just remember, uh, you know, uh, everybody was like, oh, I don't know, this restaurant might be a little expensive. And then Kevin just came out and he's like, I got a job, <laughs> you know. I, I, offer, I offered to pay for everybody? Uh, no, 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 just yourself. But Because yeah. I've, done, I've done that sometimes. <laughs> We're like, yep, I don't know, well, I guess you guys don't do this, but because uh, you, you don't got the money. But like if you're out a, with a group of people and like you've had, you've had drinks and you're, you're just everybody's had a meal Ooh. and like the check comes. And then, like, rather than, you know, like, worry about the math and, like, who's going to pay what, I'll just go, like, hey, everybody, it's on me. Fuck it. Like, and then, like, everybody will give me cash. No, I know. No, I'm ruining it. Yeah. Yeah. That totally <laughs> defeats the purpose of looking like a big shot. No, no, you're wrong. No, no, I'll, no, I'll, just, I'll just say screw it. Like, screw it. It's on me. And I'll just, like, pay for, like, five or six people's yeah. meals. And I, Kevin. I deal with, like. Whenever you, you know. see Kevin walking, he's a, he leans to but one side because his wallet is so thick. But I usually yeah. don't trust the other people. <laughs> like, I'll like, like, three people. And I'm like, those other two people. Ugh. <laughs> I, 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 I gotta pay for no, it. But. I've done well. Not depends on the size of the party, but uh, but you know whose tab I will pay for. Uh, or oh, I wow. will pay for. Who is uh, our next guest? Oh my god! It's another than Brock Wilmer. <laughs> Twenty-eight years later, and uh, comedy staple of Los Angeles. He's a great guy, and yeah. you're all gonna love him. Woo, Brock! Uh, sorry, Brock Wilmer. I almost said Brock Samson like Andy. <laughs> And then stick around after the interview, everybody, because we're going to have the Ford wrap-up. Woo-hoo! Woo-hoo! I've been bobbing by myself for so long, I'm going to get drunk in the nearest saloon. Woo-hoo! You know, it's funny when you do that, watching Mike, he, like he looks like he's drinking off two dicks in his face. <laughs> well, no, I raise my, my hands, you know, like I'm shooting guns. Like it's the like old West, and it's just to kind of get Kevin, like, all riled up. <laughs>
I do it to get Kevin riled up for that because I like the. You know. Why do you look like you're being punished now? <laughs> was, was unprepared for fanfare. Sorry about that. <laughs> well, we are our own studio audience. Uh, thank you so much for coming out. Uh, and, and today's a, a, an emotional night because tonight is the last day of your of your uh, year-long show, the, the Death of the Weekend. Been running Death of the Weekend out of iOS for one year now. Tonight's the last night. Going to blow it out and then never uh, have to do a show at 1030 on a Sunday night again. So, <laughs> yeah. What's oh, I, the I, reason for it ending? Been doing a show at 10.30 on a Sunday night for a year now. <laughs> Probably time to wrap that one up. Well, the thing is, in L.A., nothing uh, nothing ever happens on Sunday nights, uh, especially not Oscars, Super Bowls, uh, Grammys. Right, yeah. <laughs> 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 Panic <laughs> attacks about Monday morning. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Are you going to have a big party afterwards, like with like, like a DJ and like pizza? I think we would, except for the fact the show ends at 1 in the morning, so anybody that's oh. up at 1 in the morning on a Monday is like, mm, I'm ready to go home and die now. That's not... Uh, it goes we'll party ten, tomorrow. It goes ten thirty to one in the morning. It is tonight. We got a oh. got a packed house. Damn. Jeez. Um, well, <laughs> things could be worse. I I read this thing earlier today. Uh, that a woman in Indonesia she uh, she drowned her son, her her nine year old son, because he had a small penis, and she felt that it was going to. Uh, uh, <laughs> That it was gonna like lead him to to a life of sorrow, so she's like, so she just she just drowned him, she, and then went to the police afterwards and she, said what she did. She put him out of his misery, as, yeah, as an act of love. But then she confessed. Yeah. Well, yeah, she's not trying to like murder and get away with it. She's just like, hey, I had to do this because I'm a good mom. But no, but I was thinking, <laughs> well, first, well, that's crazy for so many reasons. Well, but like, yeah. one of the main reasons that I was thinking about was just like, like, <laughs> like even if your own mom's like being like, man, you got a shitty wang. If we had good moms, two of the four of us at this table would not be here right now. Oh, I'd be gone. Just I would be gone. <laughs> I would have been tossing the wood chipper. My mom would have bought a wood chipper on layaway and then brought it over just so she could How My mom would have got her own holiday. What? Nine. Because you know how yeah, nine-year-olds have their, their huge-ass dongs? Yeah. That seems the, the wrong... T- that seems like if she'd measured when it was a very cold day. Yeah. Like, it's just not the right time to take the temperature on yes. that one. It's like uh, swimming around uh, in January. It's like, oh... Look at that, my son's penis. I she, he, will, he will never be loved. <laughs> I wonder if she told him why, or if she just like surprised him and like, knife eh, to the throat. You can't really tell someone why you're like, drowning them. Right, hey, you know why when we go to the pool and you're showering, but then everybody's laughing? No more. <laughs> I'm going to put your head under the water and you're never going to come up again. <laughs> no, because it's as crazy as my my mom is uh, like uh, her stuff was just more passive aggressive as opposed to aggressive aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> Your penis is so small. I wish I could kill you, Ed. What? <laughs> <laughs> that belongs on a t-shirt. That really. <laughs> no, my mom would. No, my mom would just uh, be like, uh, "You need to go do dick exercises because." It's... <laughs> You're like, mom. There's no such thing as. Oh, I get it. <laughs> I'm, I'm just thrilled to be back behind a microphone with you. I I tried to start a podcast about a year ago. Uh, and yeah. recorded one episode with Ed, <laughs> and that was the end of it. The podcast was called Total Pawnage, 
and we would play chess together uh, because I have a drinking chess set where each chess piece is a shot glass. Oh, that's and cool. the idea was we would record and we'd play drinking chess and we'd never talk about the chess game, but we would just record as it went on. And uh, it turns out filling chess pieces with vodka, we did three to four games and I just now turned up the three hours worth of recording from, <laughs> from that <laughs> session. And I just listened to the last hour. It's unintelligible ranting and shouting and laughter. And at one point, we just stopped and walked away and left the recorder running. <laughs> the, I, I have a I have a longstanding tradition with Ed where if we go out after a show, somehow he winds up crashing at my house that night, and I don't. Like the last time I wound up outside my apartment on my porch with a lit cigarette when I woke up, which has two problems with it. I don't smoke, which right there was a complicated <laughs> thing. And secondly, when I woke up the next morning, I had a lit cigarette, which means I must have woken up 30 minutes, 20 minutes earlier, found a cigarette, lit it, came back out to the porch and fell back asleep, and don't remember any of that fire starting. <laughs> but uh, but managed it. So that's that's sort of the standard that me and Ed have. So I'm glad that we're drinking here today. Yeah. Nothing hey, ends cheers. poorly. Yeah, <laughs> cheers, Fort Podcast. <laughs> Wait, so, so okay, each, pay, each piece is a full shot or yes. a half shot? Yeah. Because I mean, that's like, no, that's a I mean, lot it's it's not like a full size, but it's it's yeah. uh, let's uh, I don't know, I would say about a half ounce each one. Yeah, and it's like each piece has that's now like just the palms. My question is for Ed: Do you know how to play chess? I know what each piece does. I have not <laughs> developed any form of strategy. I don't know how to play. Like I, I'm a good checkers player, but I don't know how to play chess. I also know the movement of the pieces, and that was the idea. It's like, I'll get better at chess as this drinking m nightmare progresses. It did not. <laughs> so, so, sort of like, I know how to make a baby, but pleasuring a woman, I have no idea at all. Yeah. <laughs> I know what he, he knows what his piece does. <laughs> I, I, I'm bad at that. I too, wish yeah. I had a Ed, your penis is small, so I'm going to kill you t-shirt right now, because then we just point to it. and. <laughs> Go to the Fort Shop. <laughs> Get all your merch. Our new, awesome. our new online clothing store where we're going to have uh, brand new t-shirts. I sometimes wish. I don't know how to play chess, but I know like everybody has like there's the bishop. There's the, you know, different like, uh, you know, hierarchies or whatever, you know, prince and the whatever. But I just kind of wish like, you know, the game's been around for a while. It's like the Monopoly piece. You know, they added a new. Uh, like, cat. They added a cat, right? Yeah. And, you know, it would be cool in chess, though, if they added a new figurine, you know, like a that had new moves. Yeah. Or something like, you know, maybe just like like instead of the rook, you got like the god, robot. maybe God. That would be kind of interesting because like no, you'd have the God it? movement and that could like overtake everything. Then that would make the game boring. The game would be over in the second. Movie. It's already works that way. Like there's already a highest like, you know, chess piece. There right? should be an, an Adam Levine and it would move like Jagger. <laughs> it would move <laughs> like Jagger. Yeah. All right. So Brock. <laughs> Run away from that joke as quickly as you can. Uh, so, in you've you've been in LA for how long? Four years, four and a half. Four years, yeah. And then you've uh, in the but you've been doing comedy for about a year and a half. Year and a half now. Yeah. Okay. What's amazing about this is uh, for listening audience is that in that time you've recorded an hour special. You've uh, written a book, uh, or Cora a book, uh, and uh, you ran the the french festival stand-up things uh what made you decide to get into comedy because you didn't have like a a green area you just came in guns blazing um i you were an instant fixture i'd i'd loved stand-up comedy for years and it was something i'd always wanted to do like uh in college a uh somebody gave me a copy of the comedians of comedy dvd at one point and i just became obsessed with it and like Patton oswalt and the things that he does and 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 everybody associated with that and then through the extension of that like 
alternative indie comedy and so on and so forth. And uh, when I was up in in Chicago living there, I was like, well, at some point I'm going to make the move to L.A. when I do so. I'm absolutely going to get into comedy. And when I got out here, uh, the first time I went to a comedy show was at the comedy store uh, for a bringer show that a friend was on. And that night I paid nearly $100 between parking, drinks, tickets, and everything to watch three hours of just shoot me in the fucking face, terrible <laughs> entertainment. And I walked out of that being like, oh, if that's what comedy is, I can't do that to anyone I know. And for four years, <laughs> I just didn't want to have anything to do with it. And then in that time, like LA has sort of become this thing. And I, I, I dipped my toe back in and sort of knows like, oh, like the best show in town is now at a, a comic book store and, and like all this other stuff. And it needn't have to be there. And so then I, I was able to get into it. And it was something that I'd really needed in my life because that time in between, I've been doing a screenwriting and screenwriting is tricky because I'll write a movie and it comes out. But the, time in between can be two three four years and in that time you finally see this thing that you wrote realized and seen by an audience for the first time and when that happens you're like oh i'm not that same person anymore whereas with comedy i could go out that night and share something on my mind and instantly tell like wow people respond to that or people in no way respond to that and that wouldn't be worth wasting four years on and that sort of immediate feedback loop is something that was really exciting to me and so it was very easy to get very excited about doing that thing because it's very hard to stay excited about writing when everything is on such a long time frame. It's like, oh, eight months from now, somebody might read this Big Bang Theory spec script, and then something could possibly <laughs> happen from that. And in the interim, all you've got to think about is, I wrote a Big Bang Theory, and I've got to pray every week that they don't use my episode, because <laughs> then I'm I'm out of eight months and having watched all the episodes of Big Bang. That, that kind of thing was just dug into your soul even if it turned out well and you got on the show or something it's like ah you still so much time in the middle and it's so sad <laughs> comedy is less sad than being a tv writer wannabe so that's <laughs> well was there a... i can't remember if, if this was a thing that's actually happening or it happened or if someone said they were going to do it but about doing like uh to ever, taking everyone's spec script and then like <laughs> have, doing it as doing each spec script as a play so oh, that sounds amazing. Yeah, because I got a Malcolm in the Middle that is pretty amazing, <laughs> you guys. I, I got a Clone High somewhere. I'm going to bring that back. <laughs> what was Clone High? Oh, my God. Clone High was the best TV show of all time. Uh, the, the dudes that uh, went on to make Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs and um, 21 Jump Street uh, back in like 2001, 2002 with the dude that did Scrubs. Um, they made an animated TV show called Clone High that was on MTV. And the idea was in like 1984, the government secretly cloned all the famous people throughout history. And now they were coming up in high school together. So JFK was the awkward dude who was really in love with Cleopatra, but Cleopatra was in love with JFK and Joan of Arc was sort of this goth chick and Gandhi was the party animal best friend. And it was the most brilliant thing to ever be on TV, but it got canceled in the wake of like, 9-11 and stuff because they're like you got gandhi on a show like tapping a keg and chasing poon mm, not not in 2002 my friends it can't be so it's this one brilliant season that now exists on dvd it is well worth checking out yeah i remember uh, seeing it pop up on uh like adult swim like here and there like like uh you know back in the day nice <laughs> no, but it's it's funny how like because of 9-11 like Outside of the the obvious things that were terrible about it, but like my, my, my a, 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 a friend of my sister's who she went to college with, like uh, he got his sitcom, like it, it got 
picked up like he was he was his vehicle and he was gonna start and, and then right after uh nine eleven when nine eleven happened like all deals went out the window so it was just uh, like god damn bin laden uh, they, they went out the window ed like uh, <laughs> I, did, I did see there's no that's why you had to kill everything because you just nothing could his planes went down in flames <laughs> uh i I, I, I've been uh, as as somebody recently unemployed will do. I recently watched every episode of Law and Order and all the spinoffs. But I went back and like the last one I watched was the original Law and Order, which like is in the '90s. And there's something about that that thing that like everything pre 9/11 that we were afraid of is so adorable now. There's like a, a fierce nostalgia for it. Like I'm like, oh, remember <laughs> when that, we just wait, is be... that a word or did you make that up? I made that up. Oh, okay, it's <laughs> like it, we we used to think it was so like. Oh my God! Whether an au pair shook a baby, like that's the worst thing that we could collectively <laughs> imagine. And then there's a very specific point where it's like, yeah, no, it can't be any of those fun old <laughs> things anymore. Remember back in the '90s with the uh, all those movies about the IRA, where it was like after oh, the, after absolutely. the Soviet after the Soviet after the Soviet Union went away, they're like, uh, who are the bad guys going to be? Oh, the IRA! They're going to come to the U.S. for some reason and they're going to fight us because the IRA. There's a very uh, specific period there in like. Between the original World Trade Center bombings mm-hmm. and 9-11 in like two years there where almost all the episodes on an on off rotation are between Arab terrorists and the IRA. And in watching that the other day, I was like, oh, imagine if 9-11 had been the IRA and what that alternate like oh. reality of that thing looks like. <laughs> oh, we could have been really weird about Irish people for a long time. <laughs> that, like. Irish profiling, like at the airport. <laughs> <laughs> well, what was funny was uh, was like after nine eleven that I realized that I was like, oh, that's why Cobra doesn't have any faces <laughs> because that was I was like, well, these are toys and cartoons for children, but we don't want to preach hate. Uh, well, I mean, you can hate Russian broads. Russian broads are bitches. That's universal. So, <laughs> and you can hate uh, bald guys with with yeah. with, with, with uh, handlebar mustaches <laughs> and, and those fucking Australians, you know. <laughs> But everyone else was like, oh, let's let's not give it a definite uh, <laughs> uh, race. And, and the reason why it was because uh, <laughs> what was going on with me at 9-11 at the time was uh, I was in level three of the writing program at uh, at Second City. And at this point, it was all like sketches, uh, monologues and jokes based off of the news. OK, and so our last class was on September 11th, 2001. So class got canceled that day. Um, oh, and also like before, like halfway through the class, our teacher was just like, oh, this, uh, you guys are really funny. I think you guys should do a show, even though in the writing program, they never treat us like performers. Uh, but our teacher was just like, no, no, you guys are funny. You know, let, let's just do one. I'll get I'll get stage time. And um, and it was Michael McCarthy. Michael McCarthy was a guy that started a big news that ran for years that turned into uh, top story uh, at I.O. And uh, which is a show right before ours. Yeah. Uh, so the show. uh uh, so class got canceled. We met the following week, and uh, and uh, we had a meeting about whether or not we should do the show, and also how everyone's doing. So we decided. <laughs> so we decided to do the show, um, and because I was just like, well, why not? <laughs> you know, I, I had never performed, so this was the first time I ever wrote and performed anything. So we, so everyone was assigned like either monologues or sketches, uh, based on on the current news, and uh, it was stressful and it was scary, and everyone either wrote something that was funny or at least really heartfelt. So even if it wasn't funny, it was still like, well, this is where that person was at and it's real. Uh, but there was one guy who spared no, <laughs> he, 
he didn't miss out on the chance to use the 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 sand n-word or uh-huh. camel jockey or like all this stuff and like he emails me the sketch he's like oh this is a sketch i want you to be in and i was like no way <laughs> so like i responded to everyone in class i was just like all right first off i'm not gonna be in the sketch uh second of all Unless the language in this has changed, like I'm definitely not going to be in the show. And it was at uh, least the satire brilliant. It was just no, a- no, no. It was. It was, it was just, <laughs> you know, if it was funny, I would have. I would have been okay. But it was. It was just. It was just one of those things where I was just like, oh, because I had friends that were Middle Eastern. Or, they're not anymore. But no, <laughs> they got the cleanse. Uh, no, uh, that I had friends that, that are Middle Eastern that were going to come see the show, and I was just like, I don't. I don't want this. So. Uh, it was definitely like in thinking about that was was that was when I reached my my cobra thing. I was just like, oh, okay, that's how they did it. <laughs> I like your idea that now we don't have like our new LS Island is like an IKEA somewhere where you go and you change your name to Sweet. It's like I'm not Middle Eastern. No, mm. it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My f- pal, <laughs> the uh, the the absolute worst introduction I've gotten at a comedy show uh, had some of those same racial overtones. It was up at the Ha Ha Cafe. And the guy who was hosting the show was friends with a dude in the audience, and the dude in the audience was MMA professional wrestler Mayhem, uh, who's just a giant built wall of man hate with a bald head. And he he was at the show, and the guy was hosting and starting the show, and Mayhem was in the audience and drunk and like smashed a glass. And the breaking of a glass tends to be the point that security comes in, but not when you're Mayhem <laughs> MMA wrestler. And so Mayhem stood up and realized that the comedy show was about him now. And started interrupting his friend and started being like, hey, so we got a table full of blacks here and we got a table full of fat girls. Hey, what's up, fat girls? And broke another glass off somebody's table. It was just like, when will this end? This isn't going to happen. <laughs> and then he saw a table of, of Arab people and he said, what up? sand disc jockeys i was like that's not the i I realize you're trying to bring something but that's not the thing and he tried three or four other permutations that i can't even remember but then the guy on stage gave up trying to reason with him or to call for security so my intro to the stage became well mayhem this next guy is real tall and i don't think he'll like being interrupted welcome to the stage brock oh don't intro me into a fight like i'm tall but i'm not mma tall like i'm not gonna (laughs) this guy's gonna show you what's up come to the stage (laughs) so have you guys heard about the sand jockeys i oh no i'm just trying to make you happy mayhem please go away (laughs) these little people that ride crabs uh have you ever have you ever been in a fight because you're kind of a big guy i I imagine like people would want to like test themselves against you how Uh, how tall are you brock i'm six seven uh, I talk about it a little in my comedy uh, special, uh, 28 Years Later, available on DVD and through 28yearslater.com. Uh, but the only fight I'm ever in, people get mad when I stand in front of them at concerts, which I would get if I wasn't also the person that shows up three hours early to support the unsigned bands, and I just love that kind of stuff. And I'll stand to the side if I get the opportunity, but sometimes it's like a small space. And so what are the only... Uh, and if you're at like a metal show or something, everyone's moving around and pushing each other so nobody cares. Yeah, yeah. But at a show that's very small and intimate where it's like one performer with one instrument on stage, that's where somebody usually tries to start shit with me because uh, they're also the kind of person that has never been in a fight before. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the only fight I've ever been in was when I broke a man's nose in Chicago at a Ben Folds concert. 
not a Ben Folds 5 concert, not with drums and stuff, but just one sad guy on a stage alone with a piano. Yeah, and those he, Ben Folds concerts, they bring yeah. out the worst in people. <laughs> and he, he heard the nose break and just sort of turned and looked at us with his best disappointed dad voice. It was just, oh, oh come on, Chicago. And we're right back to the songs like, I'm sorry. And the best part was it was at a venue that I went to like every night of the week. So security grabs me and they grab the other guy and they take us out into an alley. And as soon as we get outside, they let me go and like, Brock, what's the deal, yo? And they've still got him like held up against the wall. I was like, this guy was being a real tool. And they're like, well, we can't let you back in. I was like, it's the encores. It's fine. But then they continued roughing him up in the alley as I walk away. <laughs> and still in my head, I'm just like, I just want to see the look on his face because I never looked back. And I should have looked back like over my shoulder with like a thumbs up or yeah. something. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, what, that's what, what, what caused you to, like, what happened? Like what? Uh... I had, I was standing there, not in, not blocking many people. Yeah. Basically him and two other people that showed up in the middle of the show at some point and he was drunk with a sideways baseball cap and had two girls he was trying to impress i had two friends that were with me that were both about five two like my two smallest friends the guy and a girl and they were dating and they were tiny and adorable so i was behind them and so he decided he couldn't just butt in front of me in the middle of this silent encore number but he could scooch a little ahead and just knock the two of them down so when he pushed two tiny people down in an effort to get to me that was sort of the Hey, um, do we need to? And then there was a punch thrown from him, and then a punch from me, and then it was done. Because uh, it's sort of like, ah, oh, that's that's why I don't fight because these so, things will happen. So he was a tool. <laughs> yeah, he was a tool. Was a tool. <laughs> ben, ben Fold should have been like, I'm not gonna be the soundtrack to your guys's fight. It's like, stop not playing till you guys <laughs> cries and runs off the stage. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, well, that was. I'm gonna write the yeah. meanest song about you guys. No, because in the '90s, that's what would happen at, at punk. Whatever and ever, Ben like, folds. Stop. They would stop playing rock and roll. Play until you guys stop fighting and mosh like friends. <laughs> uh, uh, Joe Starr is running a show now out of Vicious Hot Dogs or Vicious Dogs up in the uh, North Hollywood, and it's a comedy show that takes place at three in the afternoon on a Saturday. Which oh is, shit! I, was I supposed to do that this Saturday? You you should check your calendar on that. Oh, fuck. Uh, and there's something really odd about seeing comedy at three in the afternoon because I've never seen anybody involved in comedy before, like nine, nine thirty at night. So to see a bunch of people coming out trying to do it at three in the afternoon at a hot dog place in North Hollywood, it's kind of like when you would see on the Warped Tour back in the day, like AFI come out at noon onto a stage that was like dusty and it was the first time they'd ever seen the sun but they're still dressed head to toe in black leather and drunk on whiskey and they'd run out like hey um havoc and who's ready to and then just die of heat exhaustion like oh you were unprepared for this well this is the sun and this is the outdoors and we're sorry so that's that's what 3 p.m comedy is like it's like a warped tour afi show from the, from the early 2000s oh, okay so this is uh is, is this uh this is more fire inside as opposed to asking for it yeah 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 <laughs> which i love that vicious dog show because it's uh i i don't it, every hot dog there is like we put a bunch of nachos on top of a hot dog and shot it full of cream cheese but all the walls in this place are mirrored so there's nowhere you can look and not see what you're putting in your mouth like <laughs> even in your lowest disgrace you're like i can't you can't even like look down and ignore what you're what you're doing to yourself you have to like like use one hand to cover your eyes and then the other hand to like shove the food in your mouth <laughs> <laughs> i'm so sorry me you're riding on the napkin to whom it may concern no, it, see you gotta treat the hot dog places kind of like bars in new york where it's like four in the morning everything's really dark and you're like hey i'm gonna go stick my dick in this uh, <laughs> but we don't 
don't need to see exactly what it looks like. <laughs> it'd be it'd be healthier for you to put your dick in it. And yeah. <laughs> I just understood it every yeah. Interpol song. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so Brock, you uh, you've had lots of different jobs uh, in your life, and in your the few years that you've been alive, you've had multiple jobs. But you you told me that you used to uh, deal drugs back in the day. Like you wouldn't believe. Like you wouldn't believe, Ed. Uh, tell me, tell me, like a crazy story from when uh, you used to deal drugs. Well, the one that sticks out would probably have to be. I don't know if I can pull this off. I feel like they suspect something. You've done the hardest part. You picked up the drugs and crossed the border. All you have to do is make this drop off with strychnine, and you'll fill your part of the bargain, and your son will be free to go. What if they notice I have a wire? This earpiece is so tiny and inside your ear, no one can detect it. Okay, here. Relax. I'm with you, so just follow my lead. Damn, player. For your first time in the game, you pull some crazy shit. Aw, oh, that's just luck. You crazy! I like you. You don't give a fuck about cops or police or cartel. I just focus on the job at hand. It's almost like you got an angel or something. Food stamp, check him for a while. Stay calm. He's clean, yo. Can't be too careful. I'm not worried. I don't got nothing to hide. Now let's see this product. Here, I got the other 99 kilos on the back of the truck. Let's see how good this stuff is. There are a lot of people that died over this. I'm sure it's great. You take it. What? Uh... If it is what you say it is, then take a hit. I don't touch the stuff. Just take a hit. I wasn't asking. Okay. <sighs> good job. Cool, you did good, cowboy. I'm gonna use you. This is just the beginning here. That's your cut. It's 80 G's. You got a little extra for your performance on pressure. Yeah, well, when I was out there, I was like, whoa! And I didn't know uh, uh, if I was going to make it, but the guys were like, hey! And I was like, nuh-uh. Yeah, I heard. So I don't know what you got on your plate next week, but clear it. You work for me now. Okay, okay. I had tickets to see Book of Mormon with my wife, but I can cancel with her. I didn't really want to see it, but she was like, you never take me out! I want to introduce you to La Muerte. He runs our operations in the Western Hemisphere. But I don't like musicals. And she says, but you like Team America and South Park the movie. But I said, that's different. And she says, no, it's not. It's the same guy. So I said, okay. Shut up! But like I said, I can cancel. What are you doing? He's leading us to La Muerte. I want you to load up your truck with drums of water. Stuff that's heavy, but we can manipulate the way to your truck easy like you got it food stamp will ride out with you oh what kind of music do you listen to i got a little bit of everything on my ipod but people say that they like everything but country but i like old country you know some of that stuff is great whatever man i mean people like pandora but i'm like i don't want to hear just the hits i want to hear more than four songs by the artist you are going to be hearing shells hitting the ground if you do not be quiet. I told you I didn't want to do the coke. I get real emotional. I mean, the last time I did the coke, I was in college. My girlfriend, well, she wasn't my girlfriend, but I didn't believe in traditional monogamy at the time. And we were up all night, and she wanted to do it. Sex, I mean. But I couldn't get it up. Boners, I mean. Shut the fuck up! Why, you being a pussy? That's what she said! <laughs> look, 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 do you not want to make some real money, or do you not like what? No, you don't care about me. All you care about is money. I'm a person, too. <laughs> I'm so thirsty. 
Oh, there, there. Nah, man. Nah, nah, nah. It's cool. It's cool. I respect you. Hold me like you mean it. Yeah, dog. Y yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, what are we doing here? Where are we going to get some more coke? We got to get some more coke. No. You, you drove a diesel truck here with 100 kilos in it. Oh, shit. Let's do it all. Shit, he got a problem. Don't judge me. I didn't want to do it. I just feel more grounded when I'm on it. I don't need it. You know what? Forget it. I'll take my money and we can, you know, say toodles. Okay, toodles. happened they left but it's cool i got all this coke that was supposed to be sold so we could arrest them but i got all this coke i broke down and bought the spotify app it's only like ten dollars a month but you get like every album have you heard of the new wow like yeah it's a uh, different life app. different you know everything that was before you went to college no yeah. not look at you you talk like a normal human being <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you took some diction classes and you Change, change your voice. <laughs> I tried drug dealing only temporarily. Ooh, what's um, stuff? What kind of drunk? Oh, it was just, uh, it was pot and it was like once. Uh, I expressed <laughs> I expressed to my friend who was a pot dealer that uh, I had interest in making more money. And I think he offered to teach me to do it because he was pissed at how often I beat him at Halo. So he's like, oh yeah, it's easy money and you'll love it. And then it, he was like, you know what? Even the next time I get some, I'll give you some, and then you can you can like sell it. And it took about a day to realize, oh, when you're a drug dealer, people just call you 24 hours a day and expect you to come to them. And I'm way too lazy to be a drug dealer. I was like, I've got shit to do at 3 a.m., like sleep or drugs. Really, it's just not for me. <laughs> well, well, it depends on, on what what you want to what, what you prefer. Uh, drug users coming to your home. <laughs> Yeah, that too. <laughs> you never run out of people to play Halo with that way. Yeah. Is... I, I had a couple of friends that went to Jamaica, and uh, they, I guess they like, you know, talked to a couple of locals or whatever, and they wanted a little bit of weed. So You mean they, Jamaicans? Yeah, J, yeah. But I'm saying local Jamaicans, yeah. <laughs> they want a little bit of weed, and uh, so they they went up, and, the, you know, this one guy, like, he gave them some weed, but he gave them, like, three pounds. Like... For the price of what you would get for like maybe four ounces out here, or whatever. So we'd like, like to it, buy a pillow full of weed. <laughs> it was it was a bag. <laughs> but anyway, week, so yeah. he paid the money, but he didn't realize how much money or how much weed he was gonna get. So he took the whole bag back to the hotel, and I I remember he told me like he ended up smoking some of it, but after he smoked it, he got really like paranoid. So then he flushed the rest down the toilet because he thought that people were on to him. So I'm like, yeah, like you just, he had like three pounds of, of weed, but <laughs> you know, he flushed the rest down. He only smoked it like one night and he just wasn't expecting to get that well, much. Oh, he was just buying for himself. Yeah. Not, not yeah. Him, not him and his friends. Yeah. No, it's just him. Oh, uh, okay. but he didn't expect to get that much. So right, right. yeah. But you yeah. know what, what happens uh, for, cause I don't want to say for now cause it was some jerk I worked with, but she was telling me that she, uh, that she went to Jamaica and uh, she wanted to ask on where because she wanted to get some blow well, because Jamaicans are known for their blow. Uh, <laughs> no, but uh, weed, right? Yeah, but right. no, she wanted blow. Um, 
But anyway, like she asked, like they were having like breakfast and they were talking to like some other like tourists that were there. And they, they, uh, so then they kind of hinted about like who they should ask about inquiring uh, street stuff. And they're like, oh, well, here, they just gave him some Coke. They're like, we're leaving today. So <laughs> we're not going to take it on the plane. So you can just have the rest of the stuff that we did. Pay it forward. Yeah, exactly. There you go. We were about to flush it down the toilet. And then they got arrested. She's still there like for at least another like <laughs> 20 years. <laughs> my, my friend in West Hollywood has the best Coke procuring scheme of all time. And I don't even think he knows that he's doing it. But what he'll do is he'll get to a party and then he'll be like, you know what this party is missing? Snow. And I'll call this guy and then he'll come bring it here. But he'll call the guy, and then when the guy calls to say he's outside is when my friend will remember, oh, I don't have any money, and I've called a dangerous drug dealer, a person who has physically threatened me on many occasions and is not pleased with the state of our business dealings. So he'll be he'll just run around the party real quick to people, and he's like, can I get $150 together real quick because otherwise I'm going to get murdered? And people like <laughs> people that have no interest in drugs are like, here's 40. Just don't get murdered. And then he always comes back. He's like, so I got coke now. And then he'll go to his room and shut the door. And that's the end of the night. So people that have put in money, the one to see some don't. And other people are just, he runs like a Kickstarter for getting cocaine <laughs> out of drunk people at a party. And the Kickstarter is, hey, I don't want to die because of this phone call I made an hour ago. <laughs> Not the best choice. But would you like help out? <laughs> that's, uh, and it's the same group of friends. So I, oh. <laughs> I, I, I kind of think that over time, some of them have probably given upwards of several hundred dollars it should be a kickstarter and they should get some sort of reward like hey i signed something for you what's yeah. this for the 500 dollars you've given me over the last three years to keep me from not dead here's a here's a recording of my thoughts yeah <laughs> but he's also a great actor oh i called this guy and but that's like, the thing i can't i i, I Years in, I can't tell if it's an act or if he's just that dumb or if he's just that drunk when he makes that decision. It's like, this will just work out, which he he isn't that dumb because it's never not worked out. It's like, eh, I got friends. And <laughs> that money is no object when compared with my blood being spilt on their carpet. Like... <laughs> What one time it almost didn't come together, and he sort of sort of announced to the party, like, look, $60 short, and if I don't get it, that dude out there in the Honda with the neon lights underneath is coming inside this house. And then very quickly, everybody's like, I got five. What do you have? It's like, all right, let's keep the scary person outside. Let's. It is always the same house where they have the party? Often, often. He's, he's like a boogeyman that they keep calling and inviting yeah. to send away with money. And then my friend gets coked up. So <laughs> That dealer should just be like, uh, hey, you have the money ready when I get there. <laughs> yeah, my friend <laughs> I always wonder what it's like for him because they're on the ground level and the blinds are always open so you can see him running around like Whoa! Like, like a puppet just arms in the air like Kermit yeah. freaking out I'm gonna get murdered his <laughs> friends would just be like well, why, don't, why, don't, why don't you do that for pizza at least we could all have pizza <laughs> yeah I like it because at the end of that situation, you don't even need drugs anymore to get high. You're like, I just narrowly avoided death. Oh, my God. Life is amazing. Does anybody else feel that high? <laughs> Nobody else because I'm the only one that put myself in that position. Sorry. Uh, uh, Kevin. What? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Hang on, hang on. I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not the only one uh, out of the three of us who's, who's done cocaine before, I'm sure, right? I've never done it. I'd never admit it on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'd never admit it to Ed. <laughs> yes, uh, I've done it. 
Yeah, there we go. And I'll do it again. Well, you got some? No, uh, I, no I, gotta, I gotta say, I don't like it. It's like it's definitely my least favorite. I've only done it twice, I think. And uh, yeah, I never want to do it again. It's it's yeah, it's awful. Every, like every other drug is better. At least the ones I've had so far. Oh, real quick. I have an objection. <laughs> All right, go. No, I was gonna say because when you said your friend has as as the best scheme, I was gonna say, well, there's another great scheme. It's called just being a hot girl. <laughs> That's a great way to 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 have it thrown in your direction. Another great scheme is to say that you have no interest in it and you don't like it at all. Oh yeah, well that, that works for any, somebody any, else at the table any vice. Like, <laughs> yeah, any vice. It's like, oh guys, I'm not drinking. Oh come on, let me buy yeah. a shot. We are getting let, drunk uh, tonight. Yeah, <laughs> but if it's like, oh man, I had some hard times. Like I'm broke. Uh, uh, can you spot me a beer? You're like, no, get your own mooch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, oh no, I, I quit drinking. I, I got a DUI. Oh, then you definitely need a drink. That's all on me. DUI. <laughs> I killed a family. Yeah. I never want to see booze again. You're like, you were getting drunk. <laughs> <laughs> it's time that we peer pressure you into heroin. Why are we doing this? <laughs> Why are you our friend in the first place? <laughs> what is friendship? Because we're all miserable. And we got each other. <laughs> when I when I first moved out here, I went to the, the t-shirt shop, uh, Pop Killer, and they had a shirt inside that said, I heart metal. And I bought it, and I scratched off the L on it, so I said it said, I heart meta. And I was like, oh, this is cool. And I went to a party at my neighbor's house, and he, one of the kids that lived there, uh, who like worked at Amoeba, like saw me and like made a bunch of faces and grabbed me. He's like, "Come with me." I was like, "Okay, what's up?" And we went into his bedroom, and he pulled out all of his heroin shit. I was like, "Uh, what?" He's like, "I saw your shirt." I was like, doubling down on the uh, what? <laughs> and then he pulled out a, a photo book of Elliot Smith photos, and there's a photo of Elliot Smith sitting on a bed with the same shirt that he'd like crossed the L out of. And he was like, it's an Elliot Smith reference, right? I was like, I like Elliot Smith, but it is not. I, I did not know that we had the same line of thought. He's like, so you love heroin? I was like, that's a, that's a jump you had there. Like, I appreciate oh, He was so happy the, to find a heroin buddy. He's like, oh my God. Me and Elliot Smith both love Metal World Peace. <laughs> that dude doesn't know how to clean a t-shirt. He must love heroin. Oh my God. <laughs> Uh, so Kevin, uh, don't you like uh, get get a subscription recently, <laughs> or did you have a segue that you wanted to shoot? <laughs> uh, let's talk about Brock's crazy jobs. <laughs> Brock, didn't you used to work for a certain magazine all the back time. in the day? Well, I, I I bet it was pretty stressful, right? But you had some crazy deadlines. The craziest, all of them. It's why I got into coke in the first place, <laughs> or didn't. If well, you have some. Well, tell us about uh, one of the one of those crazy times. The craziest time at that magazine that I can think of was probably when we had to pick the sexiest man alive, alive, alive. It's almost midnight. We've been at this for hours. I know we'd all like to get home to our families, but People Magazine's sexiest man alive issue hits newsstands tomorrow. We need to make a decision. I'm telling you, it's Chris Hemsworth. Hemsworth? Are you kidding me? Did you see him in full when he had his shirt off? He is one hot hunk of man meat. At least admit he's dreamy. No one's denying he's dreamy, especially with those gorgeous blue eyes that you can get lost in for days. But we need to find the sexiest man alive, and it's obviously Hugh Jackman. Ah! Not only does he have rockin' abs cut from marble, but he's a family man, and he's had the same wife since 1996. Commitment is sexy. Gets me wet. Look, what about Robert Pattinson? 
I mean, he's sensitive, English. Pattinson. This isn't 2008. The Twilight Saga is over. Get your head out of your ass. I'm just saying. What you're saying is non-sexy bullshit. Easy now. We can't let the pressure get to us. What about Heath Ledger? Sexiest man alive, you idiot. Sorry, it's late. My, my brain is fried. None of us are going anywhere until we figure this out. And if you can't think of someone sexier than Chris Hemsworth, I'm all ears. I'd like to see Hemsworth sing Les Mis. Do what now? Not only can Hugh Jackman sing and dance, but he's got a chiseled jawline, ruggedly intense charisma, and a thousand megawatt smile. Hemsworth has a face that's ten times more smoldering than Jackman's, not to mention his deliciously tight ass. His butt cheeks are national treasures that belong in the Smithsonian. Guys, be cool. You think Hemsworth is sexiest? More like sexy less. You son of a bitch. Ah! Ow, not the face! I swear. Knock it off! We don't have time for this! Stop! You're choking him! He can't breathe! I'll kill you! I will kill you! What the hell? We said no interruptions! Oh, I see. Of course. Send him in. What's going on? The CEO, he's here. Theodore People? He's here now? Uh, Mr. Beagle. Oh, Mr. Beagle. What the fuck is going on here? I've got to drag my ass out of bed and come all the way down here because you assholes can't make a goddamn decision? Oh, oh sorry, sorry, Mr. Beagle. Shut up! You know how important this is, right? America looks to People Magazine for guidance, especially now with the economy in the toilet, gun violence on the rise, and a war against terror with no end in sight. Folks need to take comfort in something only we can tell them. The sexiest man alive. When my great-great-great-great-grandfather Leopold People migrated here, he started publishing the People Haypenny Dispatch. It was only one sheet, front to back. But it was a way for townsfolk to know what other townsfolk were doing. And once a year, he would proclaim the sexiest landowner in all the 13 colonies. Sure, it's changed over the years, but this annual tradition endures. And tomorrow will be a wonderful day for all Americans, because they're going to know the identity of the sexiest man alive, Ryan Gosling. I said Ryan fucking Gosling. Now make it happen. Of course, Mr. People. No problem. Consider it done. Good. And remember, you're heroes, each and every one of you. No, but I always wonder, like, like what, what, what do they uh, base that on? Actually, yeah, like, because uh, because it, it seems like you, you got like kind of like like left out, not left, like left field choices, like I don't know, like a like a polit- like a random politician or something, just because he's like, hey, he's he wears a suit well, but then you got like like baby faced people like Justin Bieber who are just like good looking, but then you got like 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 somebody who would like who's like a like a like a handsome CEO. Like, this guy's a billionaire, and he doesn't look like a troll. Yeah, sexiest man alive. He's going on <laughs> <Yeah>. the list. <laughs> what, well, what politician makes this cut? I can't think of. Like, uh, I, th- I think Lieberman got it one time. Like, Joseph, yeah. Joseph Lieberman? Really? Yeah. Huh. Or, who, who was uh, the the running mate for what's his name? The, uh, that was like he had the Paul the Ryan. Yeah, Paul Ryan. Oh yeah, probably, yeah Paul <laughs> Ryan. You were doing the you were doing the hand gesture for P nine the X, but it looked like Republican masturbation. Sorry, <laughs> I understood. Potato potato. Uh, <laughs> it looked like I thought you were like bringing down a dummy waiter. But no, but I, I was I was talking <laughs> to Kevin earlier about this, and I, I like I just like the idea of just like like George Clooney being like man of the year, but Ryan Gosling's like waiting around every corner with like a jar of acid waiting to take over his role <laughs> for the following year. Then Time Magazine comes out with sexiest man with acid scars. <laughs> 
It's like he makes acid scars look even better. But he only gets half his face, so he becomes like a two face. Then he gets to be in like Batman. But for reals. And he'll be the first guy to ever play Batman and a villain. <laughs> that, there you go. Forgot about that. I never, I, I never saw Batman and Robin. Anybody? I only think about that. No, I never saw it, but I heard it's amazingly bad. It's like I, Are you the like, only one in the room that's seen Batman and Robin? I never saw it either. I didn't. I've never. Oh! I've never been a fan. <laughs> like, I've, I've seen the clips. I've never been. Yeah, a fan. exactly. I've seen like five minutes of it here and there. But it's just... did none of you have a childhood? What's happening here? Well, <laughs> I've never been a fan of Robin. That, that's my thing. No one is. That was should be the deterrent. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I saw. I saw up to forever. But then after that, I was like, ah, oh, I can't. I can't watch that. Yeah, well, because well, we're we're thirty five. So at that point. Uh, we because we saw Batman Forever, but I think it was after yeah the Batman Jim Carrey, Forever. I was in high school. The Jim Carrey Tommy Lee Jones one. It was just kind of like yeah, you know what? I don't, I don't see this getting any better anytime soon. Yeah, Batman and Robin was college, and it was just like yeah, it was yeah. starting to get weird. And it's like ugh, Alicia, so the girl from the from the Aerosmith video, which she's Batgirl, and Batman has <laughs> nipples. It's like uh, and the guy that'll one day run our state just does nothing but uh, cold puns. Yeah. Yeah, I do enjoy what? the cold puns. I think I saw like a YouTube mashup of. Oh, then you've seen the movie. The... You're fine. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've seen that. I've, I've seen the hockey, the hockey villains, which is <laughs> the hockey henchmen. So, <laughs> wait, is that one with Uma Thurman or? or is... Yeah, that's the one with Uma Thurman. Okay, I like Uma Thurman. Whatever happened to her? She hasn't been. Yeah, she had a she's kid. Around. She's she's a mom. Why? Well, yeah. She was. You can't a, be an actress. She was in a couple yeah. Kill Bills. Yeah. Give her once, a break. Once, once you date Quentin Tarantino, you need like a decade break. And yeah. you can save your career again. Like Mira Servino. Like she never came <laughs> back. Yeah. Well, what about... She, she's still in her decade. My, my Rudolph, she's still doing stuff. Talk about actresses who had kids and then came back? That dated Tarantino also. Maya well, Rudolph dated Tarantino? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. See? So your theory is flawed. Wait, no, that was Mike's theory. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Mira Servino. Servino. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, they both did. Jesus, we got it cleaned up. Nice. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, like I, I'm the only one that saw Batman and Robin. Like, but no, but you <laughs> wait. Are you recommending it? Are you do you like like should should or is it just like a rite of passage that everybody went through? Yeah, I feel like I got branded here or like raped by a gym teacher, but you guys all had the same gym teacher uh, and he never no. came on to you. Like, oh, we're 35. He didn't get into his boy raping phase until a few years down the line. <laughs> oh, no, like, no. oh, okay, <laughs> no, that's fine. <laughs> you saw the YouTube clips later. I get it. Well, it wasn't our fault. Like I, like I didn't see Jurassic Park three, and I love Jurassic Park, you know. But it was just around that time where I was just like, well, it uh, was Jeff Goldblum in part three. No, he was the pterodactyl. Yeah. <laughs> but you saw Lost World though. You saw part two. Yeah. And you saw Child's Play one and Child's Play two. I saw all the Child's plays. Oh really? Except for, yeah, I saw every for, Child's except, play. Except for Seed of Chucky. Oh okay. No, I saw Seed of Chucky. Actually, that was pretty. I weird. wasn't asking. I wasn't answering for you. I was answering for me. <laughs> no, no. I, I mean, I saw it, and it was actually a fairly good movie. Absolutely. Yeah. Same guy. You did, saw uh, it? Same guy did uh, Freddy vs. Jason. Yeah. I mean, you know, not bad. I mean. Or wait, he did. Uh, he did Bride of Chucky, and then did Freddy vs. Jason. I don't know if he did Seed of Chucky. I thought he did Seed of Chucky too, but maybe. No, nah, I don't know. But I, I, I would be bet wrong. money that he did. But right. no, Seed of Chucky was very sweet at the end. Yeah, they were both in the grave at the end, and they both like. Next time I'm sick, I'll watch it. Yeah, nah, <laughs> you'd, you'd like it. It's very. Similar. Can that be its own separate uh, Netflix queue or like <laughs> suggestions? Like you've got taut psychological sexual thrillers, and then sick day. Yeah. Sick day is just its own. What, what? No, it's when Ed Galvez is sick day. Yeah. <laughs> 
When it's Ed, very it's very sentimental. Ed. When Ed Galvez's brain yeah. is addled with cold medicine, this is what he likes to watch. Well, it's it's a genre movie that I know is going to be bad, but if I go in and out of a NyQuil coma, then it's fine. There's a <laughs> there's a very Romeo and Juliet thing that goes on there. Um, uh, I'm I'm doubting that. No, nah, I mean it's really good. <laughs> yeah, it's a. I mean, it's bad, but it's good. You yeah, know, but there's a difference way. between like like bad on purpose, though. Like they're kind of yeah. like not really well, trying. It's a, it's a self-aware bad. Yeah, self-aware got, bad. Yeah. When you've got them hunting down Jennifer Tilly when she's also voicing a character, it's sort of like, oh, we've gone right. into. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but the movies that are bad, but but they're actually like really trying to like make good art. Like that's the that's the good stuff. So Brock, how can your fans find you? You are uh, Brock, Brock Wilbur. BrockWilbur.com and at Brock Wilbur on Twitter. Uh, got a list of shows up on there and uh, uh, download links for all my stuff. I have a, a book out called Film Apocalypse uh, that came out in December. I spent my 2012 reviewing nothing but apocalypse films. And so it's sort of my journey into that. I did one a week, which uh, an odd choice for somebody that struggles with dis- depression to set aside two hours every week to watch a movie about how we're all going to die. Hang Every on, hang week. On. So, so out of all the movies you watched, the what what was the cause in the majority of them? Like, which one did you see the most? Like, nuclear war or? Um, I I actually uh, did a good job at diversifying to make sure we didn't run into too many of those. Oh, okay. But at the end of the day, like nuclear war or the effects of nuclear war or the threat of nuclear war ties into almost everything. Cause yeah. Even even in stuff that becomes apocalyptic by other means, it's like, well, we got here because we threatened nuclear war or one kind of broke out or something. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of really, some, some of the bleakest ones were ones that took place where like nuclear war had happened and you had like Australia where the nuclear fallout had hit everywhere else. But, you know, they were like, hey, we got an extra month. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Like <laughs> What was your bleakest one? Or which one say? did you hate the most? Which one do you hate so much that you don't want people to watch it? Uh the, well the the bleakest the, some of the bleakest ones were uh, uh some of the like the Russian films mm-hmm. cuz they would shoot stuff out out in just the cold frozen tundra of nothingness and just a 3-hour movie without dialogue and you're like, uh. "Oh, okay. Now I bring on the death." Uh the worst <laughs> one that I saw was The Happening. Uh, which I'd never, oh, yeah. I'd never gotten a chance to see that one when it was in theaters, and I kind of depend on my friends to tell me when something is so bad that I really have to see it. And Mark I, Wahlberg. Mark yeah. Wahlberg and Zoe yeah. Deschanel. I saw that too, yeah. And yeah. the trick on that movie is that they kind of identify that it's about the plants and trees and shit that are causing everybody to die, but I think the subliminal message that you can get from it is that it's really Zoe Deschanel and her quirky snarky whatever thing because she's always <laughs> there when somebody's dying and she's always screaming things that don't make any sense i'm just like i think everybody's just dying because of her she pulls out the ukulele it's like oh we'd rather <laughs> we'd rather be dead that one but that movie does have my favorite line of any of the movies i watched it at one point she's shrilly shrieking at Wahlberg. it's like why don't we do something people are dying make a choice and mark Wahlberg. But that was her as screaming at him as an actor. Yeah, as yeah. an actor. <laughs> and Mark Wahlberg, Mark, Mark Wahlberg says to himself out loud, "Be scientific, douchebag." Like 2008. How did no one that saw that then put that on hats and T-shirts? It's the greatest. <laughs> li- Be scientific, douchebag. As said to yourself, it's so brilliant. I love it so much. Yeah, I just I just watched that for the first time. Like about a month ago, not even a month ago, like just really? on Saturday. I saw it a long time ago. Yeah, but yeah, it was 
like I, I can't remember the last time like unintentional laughter, like how hard I was laughing at <laughs> stuff that wasn't supposed to be funny. It was great. And then I got all excited because then the next week I was like, oh, now I'm going to watch Lady in the Water. Maybe it'll be the same thing. But that was just that was horrible. That was just bad. I was I wasn't laughing. It was yeah. just oh, I just ugh, I just don't like this. Yeah, Lady in the Water was terrible. I watched that in a theater, not knowing anything about it when it yeah. first came out. And I thought it was an intentional comedy. And I walked out. I was like, that was <laughs> fantastic. Yeah. Paul Giamatti turning in the comedic performance of a lifetime. And everyone else was like, no, the, the best part about that movie is in that movie he plays he plays a, a like a oh the only person that dies in that movie is a film critic and M Night Shyamalan himself plays a guy that they prophesize like you're going to do something that's going to change the world forever like writing like yeah, specifically you're going writing, to yeah. write something and the whole world will change and there was a whole book written about him making this movie essentially that he hired somebody to write this like I'm making my masterwork and I want you to follow me around and as the movie went on, the people from Disney, the executives that had had a hand in his career and, and loved what he was doing and trying to be supportive, kept trying to offer a little advice about where he was going wrong, like murdering a film critic and calling himself the great prophet of the future and other little <laughs> things like that that were making the film not good. And he was just like, fuck you. I made the sixth sense. I know what I'm doing. And at some point, they just had to sort of back out. And then the movie came out was hated. But so did the book about what a cinematic genius he is Ooh. that he got hired to do <laughs> that sort of chronicles like. And then he got some really good advice, but did not listen to it because he's a genius. <laughs> and so it was this weird yeah. time capsule of like, oh, this is why no one will work with you ever again. The only thing I really got out of that movie was uh, that I had this enormous propensity that I wanted to just get buff on one side, like my right side. <laughs> Uh, and and I, I don't know. I thought it would just be like the weirdest thing, and just to try it. And uh, well, you, oh wait, after the movie, you thought that or before? Yeah, yeah. After oh. that, I'm just like, I'm just gonna work out my right side because that's my weak side, you know. So I'll just work that out and just get really buff on my right side. How often do you jerk off with the other hand? Huh? How often do you jerk off with the other hand? Uh, well, that's not an issue, you know. Uh, wait, it's not an issue. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> uh, the way I do it, you don't need hands. But anyway. Whoa! 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 As much as I, as much. As, oh, oh, with, 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 with a person. Is, is that what you mean? No, not at all. I, why do you always? Turn I jerk in, off with my ladies. Why heard, do you always turn into like this Ninja Turtle like gutter kind of thing? I like, heard a guy on the Howard Stern show who didn't have any arms, and they asked yeah. him how he jerked off, and he said he used a watermelon. Like he would somehow like make a hole in a watermelon and then just hump the watermelon. No, because you can't put the hole in the watermelon. That has to be fake. No, you. D There's I'm much easier it. ways, Kevin. But <laughs> anyway, I'm gonna write a letter to the guy. Like, Kevin, tell him. <laughs> <laughs> Call back. I'm gonna say it's like yeah. No, I, that was the word. I, you know, I stood in the elevator with M Night Shyamalan, uh, and this was funny. <laughs> and and then and then three months later. Devil was written. <laughs> no, this is, this is all I'm saying. Um, I write music for television, so sometimes I have to go to like the various studios to like talk with the supervisors. And I was in the wrong building because I was lost. Uh, I was over at Warner Brothers, and uh, I got in the elevator, and I'm like, "Hey, uh, you, this guy was in there with me." And I looked at him, I'm like, "I'm like, excuse me, I'm sorry for asking, but you're M Night Shyamalan, right?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." And I'm like, "Oh then man, it turned I, out he wasn't." Twist. No, no, no. I, he, uh, I was, he was like, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I was like, oh, you know, I'm a big fan of Signs. I thought it was really good and all this, you know. Like I said, uh, The Sixth Sense, you know, I, everything. She just said all this. <laughs> um, big fan of Signs. And, yeah. Well, anyway, so I, I said that to him. And uh, Wait, Of all his movies, you said Signs. Well, yeah, I, I really like Signs, though. 
But I like the Sixth Sense. Um, okay, and then he said, "Thank you." I liked uh, uh, Unbreakable. <laughs> Why not Unbreakable? I liked Unbreakable <laughs> yeah. too. I said that to him. I liked it, and but, a lot of people. But didn't that's like, like if you that. ran into Ringo Starr, and you're like, "Ringo Starr, I'm a big fan. I really loved Caveman." <laughs> anyway, all I'm saying is, he looked at me and he's like, "Oh, thank you. You know that that's really cool because a lot of people didn't like that movie." And I'm like, "Well, I liked it a lot." Anyway, I left him that day, and then after that, all he's made is shit. So in some ways, I kind of. You were you were the straw that broke his ego. I guess you gave yeah, him the, the yeah. one compliment that somehow the edge. Even though I'm not important, but it was, he somehow. just needed one more person to, tell to him. Lucy. Yeah. You're important to Susanna. You're important. Well, yeah, I'm just saying, to like in, you know, Kevin, you're important. <laughs> no, and me, the, not and the to listeners you. of the. I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah but no, I'm just saying, like I, I go back to that <laughs> day and I'm like, <laughs> I wonder if I somehow jinxed him or like you know. Just gave him that one extra push that said, like, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, exactly. If you could and go then back to the elevator, he, what would you do instead? I'd be like, hey, listen, you got to go back to signs, man. <laughs> you know, you got to go back to... I think uh, that's what you said, Unbreakable. You got to go more, back to Sixth Sense. Do more signs. Yeah. Just, just do more of that shit, you know. Whoa, whoa. You know, stop with the, the right arm, you know, arm building and just weird... And crazy like, bullshit. How did he know I was going to have a movie? And you had a movie like that, literally, like you could joke about. It was like farting in the wind. I mean, the wind blower. I mean, it was like kind of farting, right? I mean, uh, it wasn't good. No, no. Uh, you know, I'm just saying, yeah. it wasn't like his caliber. And I'm, all I'm saying is, the man is a good director. I'm sure he listens to this podcast. All I'm saying is, just make those older movies. You know, you got it. Night, you if you're it. listening, my favorite work of yours was still the screenplay for Stuart Little too. If you could get back to Stuart Little too, <laughs> we got something. But that was a pretty movie too. That was a very pretty movie. Find your Stuart Little too, M Night. Find it. Yeah. All right, Brock. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you, sir. Oh, thank you, guys. Brother! And then stick around, everybody, because we're gonna have the fort wrap up. Woo-hoo! Yeah, yeah, yeah. How does that make you feel? Pretty good. <laughs> Well, I'm going to have me some potato tonight, and I'm going to eat a potato for all my Irish brothers out there who are starving over there in Ireland. Over here in America, we got tons of food. Time to get drunk. So what do you think of the movie Far and Away? (laughs) Well, I've I've never heard of a movie before. I mean, I've I've seen some plays, and I've seen people recite poetry. (laughs) Cost me a nickel. You know, so what do you crank off to? What do I what? What do you crank off to? My horse. <laughs> you, you beat off to your horse? I do. It's naked all the time. <laughs> you ever see? My horse don't wear clothes. I don't even put a saddle on it. <laughs> I like my horse naked. Have you ever been with a woman? <laughs> I've never seen a woman. <laughs> really? I've seen men dressed like women. <laughs> you, you ever touch them? I'm afraid. <laughs> What if they reject me? <laughs> I'll kill myself. You know, I, uh, I I like that movie Far and Away, Ed. <laughs> With Nicole Kidman and Tom Cruise. Yeah. Uh, I actually liked it. I remember that one scene where Tom Cruise got really intense and he was trying to describe how to do the laundry. And he's like, you got to That's plunge. every movie. 
<laughs> you gotta you gotta plunge and scrub. You gotta plunge and scrub. Do you remember that? And he was I've, like I've, teaching I've, Nicole Kidman. I've out never of, seen it. I never I never saw it either. Yeah. You never saw it? No. Really? Yeah. I remember oh. seeing the previews and going, I'm gonna skip that one for the rest of my life. No. Like, I was like, no, I saw that I saw that redhead get raped in in uh in Deadcom. Why do I want to see her be a married immigrant? Nah, you got yeah, why solely the why solely the memory of seeing her get oh. raped. Oh no, <laughs> we've talked about Deadcom on this before. Oh what? Deadcom has, yeah, yeah, has yeah. like yeah, three, we have three of the worst it. actors, but in but the movie's great because it was before anybody was anything. It was uh, Sam Neill mm-hmm. of Jurassic Park fame, uh, Billy Zane of uh, Sniper, the fan of fame, <laughs> and Nicole Kidman who will someday have a career. Uh, <laughs> what? No, Nicole Kidman. I know, I know. Oh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I like the others. That was but, a joke. No, yeah. she's been working. She's doing fine. She's doing great. Well, that was forever. Joke. She wasn't half bad. What? I think she still looks good, but I, everybody tells me that she's had like plastic surgery. But I still, I think, I think she looks nice. Well, yeah. she's everybody's she's had plastic up there, surgery. Yeah, well, I guess anyway. What? Who's everyone? Well, I don't know. But anyway, you know, <laughs> here's the uh, Ed. Ed, uh, I think that you both, you and Kevin, would love uh, Far, Far Away. Away. Yeah, you think yeah. we should sit down and watch it sometime? Yeah, night? the uh, the music is great. It's like very Irish. It's I think, very I, I think, St. Patty's I, I Day. Think, I think we should do lots of things, but and watching you know, Far Away is not on my yeah, priority. You know what? I actually got a little bit of a tear flutter in my eye when I watched that movie. Yeah, yeah but you were drunk. Now I know something. Yes, absolutely. But it's a great <laughs> movie to watch when you're drunk for St. Patty Day. Now it's I know great, it's a tragedy yeah. because you it made you mm. cry. You just ruined the ending. Well, no, it's not a tragedy necessarily, you know, but it's just a, it's a good Irish like born movie. Now, hang know? on, now, that was back when Tom Cruise was just making movies. Yeah, so and he was Irish in that movie, right? He was Irish, yeah. yeah so I think it's, I think Irish it's weird to see him do Irish now after we've seen him do English so many times. Yeah. Like we've we've never seen Tom Cruise do another accent besides Irish, have we? Uh, no, I guess we haven't. Did you see Jack Reacher? No. No. Uh, um. Yeah. Yeah. He's always really... American. So watching him do like mm. Irish now in 2013, well, because he's black, it would be really weird. He's like, I'll get it. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm coming for you, you deserve it. <laughs> uh, I, 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 <laughs> I don't think that's the movie. In, in case anybody hasn't seen it, we haven't seen it. Well, so. that's the tagline on the bus, though. But all right, but don't don't expect to see a Jack black creature. A black exploitation black film. Tom Cruise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tom Cruise in blackface as Jack Reacher. Uh, I saw I saw Oz. Yeah, I heard about that. I saw it on Facebook. Yeah. What did uh, you think, Ed? I'll be honest with you guys. Uh, I I like The Wizard of Oz as much as a normal person mm. should. Like it's it's a it's a cinematic classic. But that being said, I don't own any memorabilia. Like I don't I don't care. Like I've seen it. Like it, it's good. You know what's happened. You don't. Happen you don't, you don't care about the hidden backstories of every character. No, I mean I know that there's that that one hotel in in Culver City where they put all the all the Munchkins and they went to Pound Town and like no, it was like the big. You mean when they were filming? Yeah, when they were filming. Uh, it, yeah, it, like you know that one part of Culver City that has like the the lion that that <laughs> that that lion in the fountain that looks kind of like the guy from Shine. Yeah, I've seen. I've driven by it. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, that hotel that's like in the middle of yeah. downtown Culver City. Uh, that's where they put all the Munchkins, and and they were just like people like me. Let's fuck. They're like yeah, and <laughs> there's so much miniature jizz on the walls. So that's why you can get a room there really cheap. <laughs> um, just <laughs> to anyway, so the, but so so the Oz great and wonderful. Okay, so uh, so 
so this is coming from a guy that's just like, I, okay, fine. The original. You're a casual fan. And I, it's not even so much that I'm like a fan. It's just like, yeah, it's good. But I mean, I don't want to think about it or talk about it. Yeah. Uh, visuals. It's 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 beautiful. They do a great job of making it look like it was uh it, like in the same like feel like visually. Same texture starts off in black and white and then goes into color. That's pretty cool. Sam Raimi. Uh, directed it. Yeah, Sam Raimi directed it. Oh, uh, really? I didn't uh, know that. The oh best, my god! One yeah. of the best uses of 3D. Uh, uh, oh, it's 3D too. Wow. Yeah. I, uh, I I saw it in Trimax. Okay. Where it's it's not, not Trimax. Full. It's it's trying to be IMAX. Oh, okay. AMC <laughs> AMC Burbank. Oh, gotcha. Because they the should be pretty good, right? I mean, what? I, I mean, AMC should be pretty good as far as like you know quality. Is that the full size? Oh, I didn't know that. No, no, no it's like. 70 feet less or something. Oh. Like By the name, you would think it would be three times the size. But no, no, I call it Trimax because I was uh, trying to come up with a funny oh, cause name. Oh, because Try? Because they try to do thinking, it? Yeah, they're That's trying funny. to do it. More like Deny Max. Ed did uh <laughs> That makes more um, sense. Okay, okay. okay so, All right, uh, so, uh, best Great visuals. Of, uh, yeah, best use of 3D. Like, there's lots of cool stuff. The intro to it, like the title sequence, like all that's that's a ton of fun. Um, James Franco's acting... Made me realize that uh, Johnny Depp and Robert Downey Jr. were busy. <laughs> Wait, who does he play in it? He plays Oz. Oh, you mean the great and powerful Oz? Do you no, any... the the weak and lonely Oz. Do you know what the movie's about? There's two different Oz's. Well, I'm, I'm great thinking and it's a and remake of Wizard of Oz. It's the prequel. Oh, I didn't know. It's about it's about Oz is the main character. I have no a, idea what the prequel is even about. It's about the voice of Yoda and the way he <laughs> creates. <the> <laughs> <laughs> All right, I had no idea because I was going to even ask. Like, did the uh, did they do the uh, yo he ho yo the Metallica the Metallica thing that they covered from uh, the Oz the original Oz Metallica covered that from the original Oz. Well, that song only had so many. Lyrics. It was just oh, yo, oh. So what yeah. was the Metallica song? Which album? Uh, it was Ride the Lightning. Yo, he ho, yo ho. They did that. They were like, oh, but they did it with like really dark chords. You yeah, know? well, they were never really known for being strong lyricists. Yeah. Um, you guys I, never heard that? I mean, that, I that have, was really... but not in a long time. All right, fine, fine. I'm so sorry. James Franco sucks. Anyway, go on. Yeah. Um. Uh, uh, Mila Kunis it plays the Wicked Witch of the West before she's wicked. And if you look at the, Google image her before she became like a just a bitch, what, she, she was the nice witch of the of the West. Well, no, she was she she had a mild temper, but but the thing is, like, but but she was she was fine. But the thing is, if you see what she looked like beforehand, she looks just like Carmen Sandiego. Ed, mm-hmm. what happened to her? Did she get married or something? Is that why she turned into this horrible witch, or what happened? No, this is what the movie. Wait, Ed, this is what the movie. You don't want Ed to spoil the movie, do you? Well, I'm kind of curious, though, like, what turned her into this, like, horrific, like, well, beast of anything, a woman? Well, if anything, this is what this movie is all about. Mm-hmm. It's just not, this is not my views, okay? Mm-hmm. Women listening. This is what I got from watching uh, uh, The Great and Powerful Oz, is that w- all the women in this movie are totally manipulating. <laughs> and, like, like all the girls in there are just like, oh, James Franco, you're here to, to, to save us. And he's like, oh, no, I'm just a con man. You know, no, you are. And then, the, then... And he's just like, oh, okay. And then, then they're like, hey, fuck you, because you're not fulfilling what the goals that we that we put in you. And he's like, but I never said I wanted to do this. And they're like, no, but you're the worst. I can't believe I fuck you. 
because I created something in my head that you are. And then, then the girls end up fucking each other. Uh, like uh, fuck each other over. Not yeah, yeah. There, there isn't there isn't that three way scissors scene <laughs> that happens in the in in the posy area. So James, so James Franco arrives and he disrupts the delicate balance of of the girls getting along because they all start fighting over him. They're like, we want it, we want it. Uh, you have to watch it. I mean, all in all, like I say, uh, I had a good time because I didn't want to see it uh-huh. and I had no expectations. I was gonna be like, what? Was it a Vaz prequel? Fuck that. Do they have I, Munchkins? Yeah. A uh, ton of them. Why in Oz tons are there just them. tons of munchkins? I mean, what, they what happened people. in Oz? What, no, it's because uh, all, all the tall people, because there isn't so much new blood, because the only time they get a new person in town is when there's a tornado. Mm-hmm. So they end up like fucking each other's siblings, and that's how they have like the like, also, the uh, also there's, a, the, there's nothing to eat there, so there's really bad <laughs> nutrition. Yeah. They don't get all the vitamins, so, so they, uh, they don't get to grow big and tall like mm-hmm. normal people. But they have gold brick roads. I mean... Uh, it just seems strange to me. Well, I mean, it's gold-plated. All right. Yeah. If you try to take one of those bricks, uh, you get hung. <laughs> There'll be a munchkin hanging. Yeah, no, if you, if, you, if you steal it, like, you get a big dick. <laughs> ah. But uh, there's, there's another Jason one. Yeah. So he gets tickets to 3D movies, too, like that, like the, yeah. like the fancy Oh, thing. you went with the... Yeah, Jason McCares. That Which he does product placement in mm-hmm. films. Wait, what the hell product was placed in the this the Oz? I mean, you can't have a can of Coca Cola or something. Mike's got uh, a point. Flying Monkey brand, Flying Monkeys. Are you got to be shitting me? Like, what what product? Like, in there's this, no product you could put in Wizard of Oz. In Wizard, of, yeah, in Oz. I mean, what would you put? He like, also has to see the, the the trailers and see what's in there. Get on my back, man. He took me to go see the movie. No, no, no. I, that that's great. But what think, product? I'm just curious. What product was placed in that movie? <laughs> I mean. I think Jason was probably supposed to go to a different movie instead. We could probably get him fired. <laughs> you guys know what I'm saying, though. Right? I know what you're saying, but no, there wasn't. So I'm getting... It's fine. Well, all right, fine. I'm just, I'm not just asking. Uh, I'm just saying, like, it would be kind of cool if, like, in The Wizard of Oz, if, like, uh, or in Oz, if the, the, the Grand Wizard or whatever, the witch or that's whatever... That's clap. Just drank a Coca-Cola. Like, that would be the ultimate, you know? Like, that's product placement. <laughs> I also did I talk about Dark Skies with you guys? No, I don't think so. You told me you watched it. Yeah, but we didn't Wait, talk about it. On that's the an old movie, right? No, no. It was in theaters like not so long ago. Oh, okay, well, with, talk, with yeah, aliens, tell us about it. You yeah. would like yeah, it. It's a house that's haunted, but with aliens. Yeah, Mike. What that yeah. the house that's haunted? Well, no, just aliens are just like all right. This house, let's fuck with this family. Mm. Uh, yeah, they're they're not ghost aliens. They're live aliens. Yeah, they're not galians. Or Golians. That's kind of that's kind of an interesting thought, though. Like, what if what if there were aliens that were dead, that were haunting people? So ghost go- aliens. John Carpenter's Ghosts of Mars. Uh, there, yeah. those are alien ghosts. Yeah, I remember the the best line on that was from Ice I ain't Cube. Afraid of no ghosts, not Ice afraid Cube. No alien, but aliens ghosts. Uh. <laughs> no, that's, that's a big <laughs> <laughs> The best line from Ice Cube on that movie was. Uh, they got aliens out here that big. I'm going back to L.A. Remember that? <laughs> I, I didn't see that. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> no, that was that was all. Uh, like, uh, anyway, yeah, go on, Ed. T- tell us about that movie. Uh, wait, so wait, dark skies. Wait for Netflix. Wait for wait for it to be free. Yeah, more like fart flies. <laughs> <laughs> 
there really hasn't been a good scary that, horror wait, movie. Hold on. The thing is, Kevin actually wrote that six months ago, and he's been waiting to use that joke. Yeah, I thought I'd get more of a reaction. But only Ed laughed. <laughs> Mike just kept on talking. Well, about about, the, about the dearth of horror. Yeah. I, and, and yeah I haven't seen a good horror movie out recently, you know? I, I, I like Sinister. I thought that was kind of scary. I, what did you that think? That was a while it? ago. Yeah. But what did you think, Ed? Did you like that movie? Sinister? I mean, yeah. I had fun. Yeah. I, I mean, it served a purpose. I mean, it wasn't fantastic, but I, you know. It spooked me. Yeah. I felt everyone else was being a fucking dickwad. They're uh, <laughs> like, yeah, you it. And I was just like, well, whatever. It started off interesting. It's better than, you know, Chainsaw 3D. Well, uh, what? Well, I would like to get a certain guest on that that starred in it, but because Ed keeps bashing that movie, like, <laughs> relentlessly. And, you know, I actually have a song in that. Uh, uh, my boss That was the I, best part of the movie. Yeah, we have a song the in that The only good movie. part of the movie. Yeah. But my good friend don't, don't stars fear the in that movie. Yeah. But Ed has bashed it so much at this point, I don't think we can have him. So, you know. Texas Pain Saw. Yeah. It was a pain that I saw it. But I I will admit, you know, I thought my friend was great in the movie, but I don't think the movie was that good. I, you I fell asleep. Oh, Mikey. Yes. You yeah. weren't even you weren't even drunk. You were just like, I'm I'm <laughs> Yes, I know. I, yeah, out. yeah, yeah. No, I had a couple drinks and I fell asleep, yeah. Texas Chainsaw Three Z's. Yeah, exactly. Hey, so thanks so much for listening, you guys. Yeah. Uh, please follow us on Twitter. Please follow me at Ed Galvez at Mike Constantini or at Kevin Ford underscore. Also, outside of my regular show, Wednesday nights at Westside Comedy Theater at the Egg Alva's Punk House, I also have a new show uh, at downtown at the Lexington called Big Trouble. And that's every Tuesday night at 9. And that's free. Uh, Big we, Trouble, lots of fun. Yeah, please check out edgalvez.net for more information. Does Kurt Russell go to the show? Yes, everyone. That's oh, weird. yeah, I see. That's good. Yeah. He heckles. If you want to meet Kurt Russell, come to Big Trouble on Tuesdays. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be there signing whatever you want. I was going to say also... Uh, Dicks, <laughs> boobs. Check butts. us out on uh, theforecast.com because we've got movie reviews. Uh, that We've got a couple new reviews up. Just got new couple. stuff on the website. And uh, you can always check us out on uh, ComedyPodcastNetwork.com. And thanks for leaving your comments on our episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, People yeah. who are leaving comments. Yeah. We've gotten some comments. Which keep, keep yeah. More. We love it. Yeah. Yes. We don't make fun of them at all. We, we don't strong arm you for, for to donate, so please leave more comments. <laughs> yeah, we, we don't have any bullshit PayPal. I, I, I got enough money. I don't need money. <laughs> I need it. Please. This podcast is on me. Yeehaw! Put those wallets away, boys. I'm taking care of this one. Good night. Receive this transmission from the Comedy Podcast Network. For more shows, visit comedypodcastnetwork.com.